I look at like what I launched on Monday and I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm criticizing itself. I'm critic criticizing it myself. And I'm like, oh, well, the lighting needs to be better. And this needs to do this. And I wish this was here and all these different things. Right. But I don't let that stop me from putting the first initial product out there. Like I've realized that I'm more of a done is better than perfect. Like I'm a done is better than perfect type of guy. And I know that that makes so many people uncomfortable. Like if I put it out there in my head, I think people will tell me what else I need to work on. And also I'll figure it out. Like I'll start tweaking. I'll start criticizing. But I think the analysis paralysis or the overanalyzing of things often prevents us from taking that next step. Yo, when's when's the last time you tried something for the first time? And that's by no means my lyric or my bar. I definitely took that from I think it was Drake. I think Drake said that. But I speak to so many people about their intentions or their goals to create personal brands. They want to develop a certain persona online. They want to raise awareness for something they're working on or the person that they want to be seen as, yet they don't make the move to do it. And this week, I did something that was very uncomfortable and i think it's because i've never done it before so i had this idea to well for context i think some of y'all know this but i feel almost incapable to do any sort of work from home and it's because I actually don't know. I actually don't know. I just, I just get distracted really easily. And I've described these as like temptations. That's the only way I feel like I could describe it. It feels like I have so many temptations around me. For example, my bed. <laughs> Yo, if I had to pick between work and taking a nap, come on, son. Like that's the easiest decision of my life. I'm taking a nap every single time. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I could take a nap and I'll wake up and I'll just do the work later never works out. I wake up groggy. Um, I wake up uninspired. It is just always a thing, right? And as much as I like playing Fortnite with the fellas, shout out to the fellas, it takes away from me being productive, right? I mean, there's Netflix, there's I'm gonna play on my phone, there's a bunch of different things, right? And I've never been diagnosed with ADHD. But the more that I think about who I am, and this idea of even working from home as something that I, I feel like I can't do. Maybe I have it. And even as we explore the idea of like being neurodivergent, which I'm going to be honest, I still don't totally know what it means. But I think I'm a little neuro spicy. Is, is, that's a term that like people use, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I often envied people that could work from home or just like work from anywhere for a long time like i couldn't do that like i have a friend that he can legit sit at his desk 
at home and just edit clips and look at like work for like hours on hours straight without leaving his room just sitting down to the point where like he forgets to eat like how you forget to eat they <laughs> listen listen ain't no way your boy's giving a meal Trying to stay thicky thick out here. You feel me? Well, muscly thicky thick. You feel you feel me? You feel me? I gotta lose a little weight. Anyway, I can't do that. Like I, I'll just get too distracted, and it's why I go to coffee shops so often because, and I've 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 never been able to describe it until recently. This idea of seeing people work. Or just being around other people without needing, without having to talk to them. Just the idea of being around other people gives me energy. So yes, I would consider myself an extrovert. And yes, on a random day, I could be in line with someone at the coffee shop or in the elevator with a neighbor and I can just start a random conversation. And that I know that that makes people uncomfortable. You're like, yo, that's too much. But I don't always have to do that. But I do know that I get energy from being around people or some sort of like social interaction. Something else that I've learned about myself is that, well, actually, the, a term that I've learned that kind of puts this into place is this idea of body doubling. It's this idea that by seeing someone else doing the activity that you are also doing, it provides a mirror kind of of like what you should be doing. And it then triggers your brain and inspires you to do some of the same activity. I think that's why a lot of people like group fitness classes. A lot of people can work out by themselves, but some people just need that level of accountability. And it's weird when I say it out loud because if if I'm in a coffee shop with 10 strangers, none of us are are actively keeping each other accountable right? Like we're all working independently. I don't know what that person's working on. They don't know what I'm working on. They don't know if I'm goofing off. If I'm on my cell phone, they don't know if I'm editing clips, posting stuff, or just scrolling social media. But just the idea in my brain, just the idea of being around each other and all seemingly being productive keeps or makes me feel accountable. Some of y'all may vibe with this. Some of y'all may not. But feels that way right so i i enjoy going to coffee shops but sometimes it's frustrating when i can't find parking or sometimes i feel cheap and like i don't want to pay for a meter oh my god i gotta pay for the coffee or i feel guilty if like i finish my coffee and i'm still working from the coffee shop i'm like oh do i order another coffee but, but so that i can look like i'm still drinking it but i don't really want it it's just like all it's like the the mental hurdle of just and granted, no one is telling me at the coffee shop, sir, uh, I see your cup is empty. That means you have to get off out this seat and allow someone that is drinking coffee to sit there. No one is telling me that. I'm telling myself that story. I, 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 I get that. I know. I'm self-aware. But just because I'm self-aware doesn't mean that that thought leaves, right? Like I feel guilty sometimes for, to, to, for just being in a certain situation and not just not existing in the, just not being a customer, I guess. So instead of coffee shops, I started going to libraries recently because for me, there's not that pressure to 
be a customer that I put on myself and a library. Library, there's no expectations. You just go, that's it, right? I even made started making my own coffee, putting it in a little mug. No, it's not a Stanley Cup. Sorry, not sorry. And nothing wrong with Stanley Cup. Anyway, and I just go to the library and I work. And there were some challenges. I think it's this idea, again, of body doubling at libraries. Depending on what library you go to, it's it's a little bit, it's a little different. Like, I live in a really good neighborhood, and uh, I went to the library, and it's just a bunch of kids. Uh, I mean, they, it, a bunch of kids running around in a certain section, and then there's, like, a child section, and there's there's, like, let's call it the adult section. In the adult section, you would see a lot of older folks. Um, you know, reading newspaper, I don't know, doing a bunch of stuff, not necessarily working, which still works for me, although they weren't necessarily doing the activity that I'm doing, but still, but still, the idea that I needed to leave my apartment and at the library feeling hungry. And be like, oh, I got to go back to my apartment. All right, well, if I go back to my apartment and I make some food, how likely is it that I'm going to come back to the library? I'm going to be honest, not likely. And yeah, first world problems. Listen, like, oh, my God, what a minor inconvenience. Listen, I get it. I'm just. I'm just sharing my thoughts. This is my audio video journal entry. So, again, I've always wanted to work from home. It's the most convenient for everything so this week i launched a virtual co-working stream on twitch on monday it was my first co-working stream so the idea is i mean if you if you i mean i just be sitting from my desk doing work and there is a timer on the screen where it's like it it, it shows so it's like 50 minutes of focus time and then 10 minutes of, of break. So 50 minutes of focus time, I'm not really interacting with the chat. Um, I'm not interacting with anyone that's that's really viewing. I mean, occasionally here and there, but I'm playing music, which I can hear on my end. You can hear on your end. A lot of people have been complimenting the music. <laughs> Maybe I should be a DJ. <laughs> not really. And then I'm focused. I'm doing work. And people that are also viewing, which they've there have been, been a handful of viewers there, are also doing work and then there's also this kind of like a notepad where if you type in exclamation point task and then put clear my inbox the task will show up the task will show up in uh on the task list which is the notepad which is seen on screen and it's not just for me it's for everybody that comes in there if they want to add a task there they can throw it up and you put exclamation point done and it checks off that task for you so it's one at a time, and you just keep adding to the list. And I'm going to be honest, it's the most productive that I've ever been working from home. Like, I'm being genuine here. If this is, like, listen, I don't know. I would love you for y'all to join. For I would love for you to join. But, like, if you don't join, like, that's fine with me. Like, just the idea of streaming and me putting my tasks up for some weird reason, it's keeping me accountable. But what's really keeping me accountable is like the other people that tune in, that watch me, that contribute to the task list, right? 
and it's been going really well. I think I'm going to keep doing this Monday through Wednesday. My goal is to do it from like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This week I had to end them um, kind of early, but I'm I, I, I'm excited to continue this. It feels like I'm finally starting to build community. And I spoke about this in a in a in a in a previous episode, but I feel like people follow me on so many different platforms, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, the podcast, YouTube, that it feels and I see it live actually. Like I see people coming in from because I know where they follow me and I know where I interact with them. And I'm seeing them come together into this experience. And while I'm working in my focus time, they're interacting in the chat. So I'm just like, oh, this is what I've always wanted. I've wanted for me to step back in a way and let people interact with themselves, each other. And they're helping each other. They're like, oh, they're congratulating each other. They're like, oh my God, I got this interview coming up in like 30 minutes. And everyone's like, oh my God, good luck, blah, blah. They leave, they come back and they're like, yo, interview went so well. And they're like, yo, what was it for? And, and I'm watching this community build. And honestly, it's so fulfilling. And it's not a huge community yet, right? It's only a handful of people because I just launched this and, I'm, and I haven't promoted it that much. But it is so fulfilling. And I'm already seeing the vision of the long term of it being a larger community. And I know that so many people want to launch things. I know that so many people want to start things. I know that so many people want to take those ideas from their heads and, and, and put it out into the world. And what I realized about myself, not only in this process, but just in life, I realized that I'm not a perfectionist. I look at the stream, I look at like what I launched on Monday, and I'm just like, I'm 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 criticizing itself. I'm criti criticizing it myself. And I'm like, oh well, the lighting needs to be better and this needs to do this, and I wish this was here and all these different things, right? But I don't let that stop me from putting the first initial product out there like i've realized that i'm more of a done is better than perfect like i'm a done is better than perfect type of guy and i know that that makes so many people uncomfortable like if i put it out there in my head i think people will tell me what else i need to work on and also i'll figure it out like, I'll start tweaking. I'll start criticizing. But I think the analysis paralysis or the overanalyzing of things often prevents us from taking that next step in a lot of things. Yo, and I was thinking about, like, yo, where does this come from? Like, I don't, I, I really wish I could have, like, a time machine that could point me to, like, when I became so comfortable with, like, not being a perfectionist. Because I think society trains people to be a perfectionist. Like, you know, I remember going on interviews and, you, you, you know, people would ask me, uh, well, I, thanks for highlighting your strengths, but uh, give me some of your weaknesses. And, you know, I would give the bullshit answer like, oh, I'm just such a perfectionist. Like, I, sometimes I take too long to, to finish things. I just want to see things perfect, whatever. That's a lie. That's not me. I don't know why. I don't know when that came from. I, I do know that a recent, some recent 
examples that I can that comes to mind is in school, like me studying economics in school. There's this idea of a free market and supply and demand, right? Like, let's say I'm I have a product and I'm selling it for a hundred dollars. The market will determine if $100 is the right price, right? Because let's say it's too expensive. You'll notice that by like no one buying it. And maybe you lower your price to like 85, still no one buys it. You lower it to like $50, starts flying off the shelves, right? And maybe you're like, damn, maybe that's too cheap. So you raise it to 65, right? And that's like the perfect price where like a lot of people are buying it, but not so much where it's like completely, you know, running out of inventory right so there's there's there there's a exercise that that i do and i'm comfortable with like i'm comfortable with putting it out at a hundred dollars and then figuring out what the right price is versus doing 10 years of research studies and focus groups on what's the ideal price and then waiting 10 years to put it out at 50 or 65 dollars because in my mind, like, if I don't move fast, someone else is going to do it. And someone else is already doing it. Like, co co-working streams is not a unique idea. The hundreds of people are doing it. Hundreds of people, thousands of people are tuning in and following streamers do co-working streams. Like, that's not a new idea. In fact, any office, any corporate office is essentially you're co-working with your co-workers. You feel me? Like, that's not a new idea. But if you take this idea of waiting to perfect something and extrapolate that until into your career or something else, like, I think we miss out on a lot of opportunities. I think one of the reasons why I really enjoyed working at Facebook as well is because one of their values was move fast and break things, which they updated to move fast. But there was a constant idea of done is better than perfect that said i don't think everyone appreciates that idea and for example i remember at facebook when you know my powerpoint slide was called ghetto i think that was me putting something out into the world that was that was done but not perfect and someone else receiving it that was a perfectionist that saw my work as far as like yo this is not even done right and that's something i need to continue working through is communicating how i work communicating that hey this is done not perfect and i understand that you i understand this about myself i understand this about you this is why this is gonna look like that you may not like it but let's work together to get it to the point where we are both comfortable with it you know what i mean but even getting to that conversation takes so much self-awareness, so much emotional intelligence, so much social awareness that you then need to build that relationship to the point where y'all could work together, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not a perfectionist. It was uncomfortable for so long, but I'm comfortable not being a perfectionist. And I'm comfortable with the fact that that is a strength of mine. 
I used to see it as a weakness, but it's actually a strength because me not being a perfectionist allows me to move faster than my competitors. Allows me to move faster than you. That's listening to this. Wow, I, I never said that out loud. Not being a perfectionist is a strength of mine. And I le need to lean more into it.